Glad you're uh, joining me today on Here's the Deal with uh, Rick Countryman. Um, I think I'm going to jump right into uh, today's topic. What does God say about transgenderism? I wasn't going to talk about this today. I had another topic, but uh, something has happened within the last uh, couple of days, actually within the last couple of hours and uh, on my Facebook page. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to change my topic and do something a little bit different. I know many of you uh, are listening to the podcast, thousands of you, and I appreciate you uh, doing that. I know there are many of you that are watching the Facebook live broadcast or you're actually watching the broadcast on Facebook at some other uh, time. I don't care how you've tuned into the program. I'm just glad that you're, uh, that you're tuning in and make sure if you're listening on the podcast, when you're done, leave a rating and um, uh, leave a comment. If you're watching on Facebook, uh, make sure you share this, get it out there to your friends, tell others uh, about it. For those of you uh, that are listening or watching for the very first time, I try to keep this at about 15 minutes. I think today's may go a little bit longer, and I hope it's, uh, it's an encouragement to you throughout the day, whenever it is you're listening to this. Um, I record it live uh, Wednesdays at noon. It ends up on the podcast, usually Tuesday or, when, or, or Thursday or Friday. At some moment, we drop them. We try to drop them on Thursday. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. But anyway, uh, again, uh, I decided uh, I'm, I'm going to do something different today, as I told you. So let me tell you a little bit about my routine in the morning, okay? Not that I want to bore anybody, but just this is what I do literally every day. Okay, it does not change. If my wife were here right now, she would tell you this is exactly what Rick does every single day. I get up in the morning, okay? I head out to the, the living room, okay? My wife usually beats me up 99% of the time. She's in the living room or the family room studying her Bible or her Bible study or whatever it is she's doing. Usually it's her Bible study. I uh, go into the kitchen. And I immediately pour myself a cup of coffee and I make myself breakfast. And it's either one of two things. I'm either making oatmeal or I'm making myself two eggs. Literally, I'm going to do this the very first thing. I'm going to get up, go into the kitchen, make my breakfast, coffee. And then I sit down on the couch and she's kind of right there with me and she's doing her study, as I said. And then I begin a routine where I am now going to... Uh, start reading a number of newspapers on my, uh, I get them digitally. I'm going to start, um, for instance, I'm going to listen or, or I'm going to read the, the New York Times. I'm going to read the Washington Post. I'm going to read the LA Times. I'm going to read the uh, Epoch Times. I'm going to read USA Today. I'm going to read the Wall Street Journal. Literally, I'm reading them. I'm going through them. I think maybe the most important paper that I read is the Modesto B. I read it every day. And the reason why is, is I want to know what's going on in my own city. This is where God has me. God has placed me in Modesto, California. And as a follower of his, I ought to know what's happening in my own city. I realize that there's a lot of news in all of these newspapers that lean left or lean right. I understand that. But there's a lot of straight news 
especially in the Modesto B, where it's just telling me about things that are happening in town, people who were arrested, accidents that happened, fires that took place, people who passed away. I, I get to see new restaurants that are opening, new businesses that have come into town. I get to see businesses that have left and closed up shop. I, I get to hear about cases uh, you know, down at the courthouse. Um, there's a lot of things that I need to know as a follower of Jesus so I can be better equipped to minister in my city. And I just want you to know something. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, I think you ought to know what's happening in your city. Every follower of Jesus should get their local newspaper so they know what's happening. You don't have to like what's written. You know, they may lean left. It may lean right. That's okay. But at least you're knowing what's taking place. I'll turn on the TV, and the only news station I really watch is KCRA Channel you know, 3, which is a local station here, because they it's all just straight news. It's a local station. They're telling me what's happening in Sacramento and Stockton and Modesto. Uh, uh, they're, they're just giving me straight news, and I want to know that. God has placed me in Modesto. God has placed you in Modesto, or he's placed you in whatever city he has you in, and I just don't know how any follower of Jesus couldn't, you know, be up on what's happening in their city. I will post usually every Monday about a uh, nonprofit that I go visit. And you'll see them if you were to go to my Facebook page. Um, and I, I'm going, I'm, I'm sitting down, I'm talking with them. I want to know what they're doing and how they're doing it. I want to know what benefit it is for Christ or what benefit it is for the human beings that they're trying to minister to. A lot of the nonprofits that I go and, and, and talk to, man, they're ran by Christian men or women. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're Christian organizations. Sometimes they're not. But my point is, is that I want to know what's happening in my own city. This is where God has me, and this is where God has you whatever that city might be. So I tell you all this to let you know what my routine is in the morning, okay? I'm going to get up. Uh, first thing I do is I make myself some breakfast and coffee, and then I sit down, and I spend quite a bit of time reading through, as I said, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Modesto Bee, the LA Times, the Epoch Times, the USA Today, Wall Street Journal. And then I'm also going to go and look at, say, the Huffington Post, and I'm going to read some of their major articles. I'm going to go to Fox News and I'm going to kind of read through some of their major articles that might be there. The point is, is that, yes, I know some of these, you know, uh, magazines or, or you, you know, um, apps are all going to lean left. I know some are going to lean right. And, but I want to know what's going on. I want to know what people are thinking. I want to know what the Democrats are thinking. I want to know what the Republicans are thinking. I want to know what the independents are thinking. I, I, I want to know those things. I have my own personal thoughts and opinions on a lot of stuff, obviously. But I also am a minister of the gospel. I got to know what's going on. I got to know what people are thinking. And one of the things that I have found that's super interesting is that I'll just pick a topic. Let's just, let's just say uh, homelessness or, um, or the poor 
One of the things that I have found is this, and, and for those of you who don't know, I ran for mayor in my city, the city of Modesto. I didn't win, got close, but I didn't win. What I found is, is that Democrats care about the poor. Republicans care about the poor. Both groups care about the poor. Where the tension is, is how we go about actually solving the problem of homelessness or the poor or whatever it might be. The issue isn't that Democrats don't care about the poor. The issue isn't that Republicans don't care about the poor. Obviously, we care about the poor. It's we all, both parties have different ways that we think are best to solve the problem. And that's where you find the rancor. One of the things I found in the church is that churches care about the poor. But what's really interesting is that different churches will care about the poor in different ways. And then that can cause tension between different groups of people, different Christian people. In my city, Modesto, we have a ministry at, at the church that I serve at called Good Samaritan. And it helps a lot of poor people in our city. Over 300, I think it's 350 new families every month are helped with groceries and things through our Good Sam program. There's another church in my town called The House. It's a great church. And they also care for the poor, but they care for the poor in a really different way than we do. Not that ours is better or theirs is better. They're just different. But too many times, it's those differences that we focus on and we just start yelling and you know, biting each other and all of that. That's crazy. Here's my point. My point is, is that I read all these newspapers. I, I'm, I'm keeping up on what's happening. Now, with that said, today <laughs> I read an article. I posted something that on my Facebook page and wow, it set off a firestorm, a good one. Uh, there were a few people I had to take them off my, my feed uh, because they, they said some pretty crummy things. But for the most part, man, like within an hour, there were over, I don't know what it is, 60, 80, 100 comments. I, I, I don't know what it was. So I thought, hey, I'm going to talk about it on my broadcast today, on my podcast. So as I was reading through the USA Today, they kind of came up with their, um, their list of the top 10 or whatever it was, women of the year, okay? And one of those was a man by the name of Rachel Levine. Okay, Rachel Levine is a man, and he was one of USA Today's, you know, women of the year. He's the uh, Assistant Secretary for Health and Human Services. He's a man who believes he's a woman. He thinks he's a woman. He feels like he's a woman. He's a man, but he thinks he's a woman. Okay, we, we call those folks transgender, if you will. Okay, also today, I read another article on the U University of Pennsylvania women's swimming team. They have a man on their women's swim team, and his name is Leah Thompson. He's 22, year old, 22 years old, and he's really dominated uh, the sport. He's, he's hoping to maybe even go to the Olympics. In fact, he was asked why he should be allowed to compete against women. And this is what he said, quote, 
The very simple answer is, is that I'm not a man. I'm a woman. So I belong on the women's team. End quote. Okay? Now, just because he said that doesn't make it so. Okay? I get it. He feels like he's a woman. I get it. He believes he's a woman. I get it. He believes he's a, a man. He, he really thinks it. But the issue is, he's not. Okay? He, he, he's not. He, he is a, he's a man who thinks he's a woman. He's a man who believes he's a woman. He's a man who, who really feels like he's a woman. Obviously, maybe, at least for me, the most you know, famous um, man who believes he's a woman is Caitlyn Jenner, right? He's been on the cover of a whole lot of magazines. His name, his name used to be Bruce Jenner. And he really believes that he's a woman. But as I said, just because you believe, just because he believes he's a woman, doesn't make him a woman. Just because he thinks he's a woman, doesn't make him a woman. Just because he feels like he's a woman, doesn't make him a, a woman. He is a man, right? Now, all three of these people have a number of things in common, but one of them is this, is that all three of them have an X and a Y chromosome, which means they're a man. Women have two X chromosomes, okay? And no amount of hormone therapy or surgery can change that scientific fact, okay? All three of these individuals, Rachel Levine, uh, Leah Thompson, and Caitlyn Jenner, all have an X and a Y chromosome. They are a man regardless of what they say they are or what they think they are, or what they feel they are. So here's the deal, okay? In our country, in the United States of America, you can believe whatever it is you want to believe. You can, you can feel whatever way you want to feel. You can think whatever it is you think, but that doesn't make it true. Because truth matters. And I am watching something happen in, in our culture that is a little, it, it's crazy to me. Look, I don't, people can run around and think and believe anything they want to think or believe. But when all of a sudden I see this crazy idea getting a foothold in our culture as a minister of the gospel, I got to speak up. Doesn't mean I don't like these people. Doesn't mean I'm not loving. It just means I got to say something. I got to I, I, I got to push back on this idea that's out there that if you think you're a man, then you're a man. You think you're a woman, you're a woman. Look, it, it, it doesn't matter what I think. I, I, I'm a white guy. I, I, I can, I'm a 61-year-old white guy. I can think I'm 29, okay? I can believe I'm 29. I, I can feel like I'm 29, but I'm not. I'm 61. I can feel like I'm an African-American. I can, I can feel like I'm a Native American, but the truth is I'm a white guy. I mean, this is the way it is. I, I, it doesn't matter how I feel. What matters is what is reality. I want you to listen to God's Word. Because you can have your opinion, I can have my opinion, but in the end, they're all going to be judged by God's word, right? So let, let me just take a, a moment here as I kind of land this plane and talk about this. 
In the very first book of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1, it says this, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry around on the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. This is Genesis 1, 27. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created male, XY chromosome, and he created females, XX chromosomes. Now, when you get to the New Testament, that's the very first book of the Bible. Listen to what Jesus himself said in Mark chapter uh, 10. He was asked a question about divorce, and listen to his answer. It's super interesting. But Jesus responded, He wrote this commandment only as a concession to our hard hearts, but God made them male and female from the beginning of creation. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united in one. So here we have Jesus, thousands of years later, he's asked a question, and he goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. In other words, he's going to quote the book of Genesis. He's telling us that what's written in the Old Testament matters. And he's saying, look, God made people male, XY chromosome, and he made people female, XX chromosome. And those two are to come together together. And something really special and unique and just spiritual happens. They, they, be, they become one. I want you to know that there's not one place in Scripture where a man um, believes himself to be a woman. There's not one place in Scripture where a woman is, you know, believes that they're a man. There's not one place in Scripture where you'll find that. The scripture without exception equates gender with biological sex, without exception. In other words, there's no gender spectrum or continuum even hinted in the Bible. And that's not, that's a quote from somebody else. Nowhere in the Bible do you find this concept where if you're a man, you can think you're a woman and then you're a woman. Or you're a man, and man, I just think, or I just feel like I'm, I'm a woman. You don't find that anywhere. And the great prophet Isaiah has something to say to me and anybody who's a follower of Jesus out there. He says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light, uh, who, who put uh, darkness for light, who put bitter for sweet and sweeter for, be, uh, for, for bitter. In other words, there comes a moment when, man, I, I, you, can, you can live however you want to live. I don't, my neighbors could be doing whatever they want to do. But when all of a sudden, you know, in major magazines and in major publications, you know, we're, we're giving awards to men for being, the woman of the, for being a woman of the year, or we're taking a man and letting that man swim on a swim team and a woman's swim team and win all the awards, something's wrong. And somebody has to stand up and say something. I realize it's going to hurt some people's feelings. I get it. Proverbs chapter 27 says, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. 
I can love people. I can love you and still go, wow, man, how you're living is wrong. What you believe is wrong. In fact, I love what Titus chapter 1 says in verse 9. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those that contradict it. There comes a moment when we as believers have to stand up and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's happening right now is just wrong. It's just crazy. And, and it doesn't mean that, you know, we don't love. I got all kinds of people telling me I'm not a loving person because of what I posted on my Facebook page. I'm sure I'm going to get all kinds of comments on here from people saying, man, why are you doing this? You're not very loving. And that's not true. I just don't agree with this idea that you can just think or believe or feel you're, you're somebody else or something else. And so I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say something. I'm going to speak out. Because I want you to know something. This is a slippery slope we're getting on. There's a lot of weird things happening in our culture right now. A lot of weird things. Some of them, you know, in the end probably aren't that big of a deal. But there are some things that are a huge deal. And the fact that we are somehow, you know, reality just doesn't matter anymore. Someone's got to stand up and say something. And I know I'm not the only one. But in my little podcast, in my little broadcast, the thousands of people I may touch, at least I'm going to stand up and say, hey, look, this is wrong. This is crazy. This intuitively, just know it's, it's just wrong. And so I hope that you, at least in this little brief time, let's see how long it's been. It's 22 minutes. It's a little longer than I want it to be. And I, I, I'm just scratching the surface. The point of this podcast or broadcast isn't to, you know, lay out a comprehensive, you know, argument on this. But it is simply to say, look, here's the deal. Just because there are people out there saying it, doesn't make it so. And, and, and the fact that our culture is moving towards, you know, giving awards out to these people and it, it it's mind-boggling to me. And so listen, I love all of you out there. Thank you for sharing and interacting. And when you do, just be respectful. I'm okay if you disagree with me. A lot of people disagree with me. Man, my own family sometimes disagrees with me. I'm okay with you disagreeing with me. What I'm not okay with is when you're not kind and you're not respectful. And uh, so make, make sure that's happening. And uh, I'll see you next Wednesday or whenever it is you tune in. Okay, blessings, everybody.